Welcome, everybody, to episode 212 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends each bring three topics that will bat around for some length of time. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at. I was not ready. Holla, holla. <laughs> at two on three pod.com. You know how much Ty loves to push that button. Uh, anyway, I'm Chris, and you can. Uh, Find me wondering if Welcome to Wrexham is a little bit too self-indulgent at C.D. Villasenor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Where can we find you pondering celebrity vanity projects? I'm not talking about celebrity vanity projects, but you can be finding, uh, or sorry, lamenting the actions of my coworkers on Twitter at S-C-A-T-J-K. <laughs> I used to have a, like a, a policy of like not tweeting about work. And uh-huh. I don't think anybody follows me, so it's not a problem. But like... Yeah. And I'm, I'm, it's, it's like vague booking, right? Like, I, sure. yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, the, the other day, I, I, I can't get over this. I, I, I composed something for someone else to send out to the larger team. And that person incorrectly edited my work before they sent it. Oh, they boy. added apostrophes oh. on plurals. <laughs> like, I just, all you do is copy and paste it. It was ready to go. Do not, first of all, number one, do never edit Thai stuff. <laughs> it's already, don't do it. This so this person has crossed a line in the sand. This is, it's over. This person's career is essentially done. Like, you're never helping this person ever again, are you? I've never, de- I'm, I don't even know what to say. I, I, I tweeted <laughs> it at the time. I felt like somebody had smeared shit in my face. That's what I felt like. <laughs> I just walked up and said, thanks a lot. And then smeared poop in my face. I really can't think of anybody doing something inadvertently so heinous to you that you would just take like into your soul and go, oh my God, what in the hell? I mean, this is a real, this is like a real deal insult. In, in, a, in a certain time and place, you would have put this person to the sword. You would have just walked over and killed them and that yeah. would have been over. I mean, a couple of years ago, I had somebody do this with, with client work and I was like, hey, hey, don't edit my writing. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> if Never. you want to make suggestions like if you're like hey you could you know swap this around if you want to like edit like a proper editor right but you don't just change unilaterally change things on the way out the door that is and then send it and then just oh, send it out my god and he the worst put, wait, part we put apostrophes on all the plurals not all of them of course because there's no rhyme or reason to the people that do that why they do it but enough is this a, is this a younger professional a younger person in their career I think it's someone who is just not as maybe formally educated and they are a smart person. Sure. Um, they're capable. Um, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit mercurial we'll say. Right. But I didn't see, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> I just, they should have just, it would, if they would have come, if they, if, if this was a, a proper workplace and you were sitting there, they could have taken like your sandwich and like wipe their butt with it and then put it back on your plate and it wouldn't have been as bad as what as editing here <laughs> with not just editing it but editing it so poorly I, that that it's just it, you yeah, apostrophes amazing. and plurals is, is psychotic anyway it's like you don't even know what the apostrophe is if you're doing that <laughs> do you remember some years ago where this um i don't know this village had this ancient fresco fresco fresca fresco Okay. Like this ancient painting. It's and not one a of soda. People, it's a fresco. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and these people and the and they got like some local person, some village was going to touch it up. Oh, you talking about they, the picture of Jesus? 
Yeah, and then it turns. It looks like it ends up looking like a sloth or something yeah. weird. Like, yeah, yes, hilarious. Yeah, that's what that it. person did to your 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 uh, your email. The worst part of it was is that it was <laughs> like for a to, it was outreach to the rest of the team where we needed people to react mm. to give us reactions. So yeah. it was in Slack, mm-hmm. and so I had to look at it because I we had to collect the reactions. <laughs> As I keep I, looking at it. I'll, I'll give you one reaction. It's the finger. That's the reaction you're getting from me, you bastard. <laughs> I was rapping crisscross downstairs the other day, and I said, and you can get the finger, the middle. And my, my younger daughter was sort of laughing along, and then she goes, wait, what? <laughs> and, then she like, and, then she, and then she just gave me the middle finger. It's... We're like we are like we're, what, the show's off the rails. I don't know. What we're it's doing. okay. We're doing pro, it's fine. It's it's it's, oh, it's it's fine. We're in the prologue. I'm not even introducing the show topics yet. No, we should do that. No, um, I'm not gonna. Okay. Because, well, yeah. so we're. I feel like we're the we're the bad household. Like I've given up <laughs> on like the like the, the propriety. Like it's just it's off the rails around here. It's like I'm like yeah, you know what? Just don't say any of this shit. Okay. Right. <laughs> Right. I was like, I don't need people to know that we're the sweary household. Yeah, it stays in the house. Just yeah. keep it in. Keep our business in the house. That's yeah. it. Yeah, anyway. we let the kids watch uh, Stranger Things. Okay, my older daughter really wanted to watch it. She's it's 10. scary as it's scary as hell. But we can't deny the younger one is as mature. So sure. she's like, well, I'm not going to get left gonna, out. And I'm she gonna wasn't. Watch st- it. She's going to be the Demogorgon for Halloween. <laughs> The little one, and I realized I it was That's I didn't red, really realize what we were flag. doing until I, I I told the other soccer parents that without thinking, and they were like, "What? What happened again?" <laughs> and I'm like, "The Demogorgon." And at first, I was like, I thought the what was like, I don't know, Stranger Things. I don't know what the Demogorgon is. No, no, no. It was. Wait a minute. What you? You're going to do what? You've approved you let, what? Yeah, our, your eight year old girl who plays soccer with our children and watched <laughs> has watched Stranger Things is going to be the monster. Yes. Okay. Red flags. Red flags galore. All right. All well, right. Whatever. Whatever it is. All right. So tonight on the show, I brought um, basically tales of getting old. <laughs> there's <laughs> niche, there's sports. There's sports and there's medicine and then there's and then there's rock and roll. So that's what I'm bringing. What do you bring? Ah. Okay. I couldn't uh, think of anything to bring. That, well, it's, it's funny because as soon as we started talking, then, of course, I, I realized I had plenty of things I could have stretched out into a segment. <laughs> but we're going to bring back the Moron Chronicles because I, 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 this, this inspired me to do so, this, this, this apostrophe incident. Um, and then we're going to talk about why nothing is interesting. That, that, that I, it, we're talking about getting old, but like in a jaded way. <laughs> and then I'm going to bring back the, uh, the state fair stories uh, that we didn't get to for a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I want to hear that story. And we have Dad Jokes of the Week and a little overtime because we can't not talk about golf ever because (laughs) that's just what we do on this show, right? We talk about getting old and playing golf and our terrible children. The fact that anyone listens to the show at all at this point. (laughs) (laughs) They love it. They love it because you know why? Because they're all going through the same... Crap my children are terrible they're cool this is the problem <laughs> oh can i can i pull can i can we do a slack poll on uh, on your uh, on your uh, uh daughter's uh, soccer team because then other maybe... people are just behaving how they think the world wants them to behave they can't just accept themselves and <laughs> they ride. just can't be themselves that's right okay let me start let me start this show do you want me to try the new transition sound uh sure 
Wow, is, it too long? is it too long? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty cool. All right, we'll try it for the show. People All can right. tell us if they like it or not. Yeah. I mean, the shush, the shush is very, it's very, you know, it's very snappy. But the, yes. I kind of I like that one. All right. Anyway, I played my yearly softball. So, so let me tell you. So here in the city where I live, city of Newcastle, um, somebody three years ago decided they would um, uh, start a community softball game. Okay. Uh, I didn't play it in the first year because scheduling, whatever. But I played in it last year, and last year I was, I was much worse off physically. I was much more dinged up, bad you were, back. You, were, you weren't moving around very well last no, year. No, I was. It was. It was not great. Um, but after some therapies, you know, shots in my back. <laughs> A little, a little gym work on the bod. Um, I came back this year and I felt pretty good. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go play. They have these practice. They have practices. And I didn't get a chance to go to the practices for mm-hmm. scheduling purposes. So I go straight to the game. And I'm feeling pretty good. Like I haven't, so I haven't been able to really throw very well. Maybe mm-hmm. for the past, most of the last decade. <laughs> but for some odd reason, things are feeling better. The arm felt good. Throwing okay. the ball well. Felt like I had a lot of freedom in my arm. Nice. Um, still can't sprint. Yeah. Quote, unquote, sprint. That's still not in the cards. But, you know, I felt like I was, you know, swinging the bat pretty well, at least during the warm-ups and all that stuff. And, like, okay, great. So, um, let's play some ball. The uh, Go out, make a couple fielding plays, throw the ball around well. Feeling pretty good. Um, comes to my turn to bat. Feeling pretty good. Good practice swings felt good. Nice and loose. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. So I get this. I get a really great first pitch, inside half, like just the just the kind of just the kind of you know perfect spot. Just the kind of pitch that softball players dream of, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get. I you know I make a maybe a slightly too aggressive stride. Mm. Turn into that. Turn into my. Turn into it. I'm ahead of it. I crush it, but dead right. And as I'm following through, I realize that I don't quite have the the strength to hang on to this swig. You know what I mean? Okay. You know how you do that? Like you would like turn and you would just sort of like you'd lay the bat open and then you'd sort of end up in a weird position and you'd sort of just step out of your swing, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I go to step out of my swing, and my right foot is just stuck in the dirt. And it's and we it's, should remind the listeners that you're left-handed. I am left-handed, so you're striding forward with your right. So foot. I'm striding it's forward not your, with my yeah, right. It's foot. not your back foot. Here. Yes, we're talking about your right. So foot. I, I am left-handed. So I absolutely crush this ball dead right. I mean, it's a but I am at this point. I'm about halfway through my that, that my follow through, and I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm absolutely screwed here. Like we're going, we're 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 sending it in, <laughs> mayday. We're going down, and I just basically turn, and I'm like, and I basically just header for the dirt. Like oh at this point, I'm just going. So at this point, as I'm turning through, turning right, turning right, I'm like, I'm just going for the dirt. This right, is you, this. you have no choice because your right foot won't break loose. No, it won't break yeah. loose. I'm not strong enough to sort of hop out of my. Uh, and you hop can't out get your back swing. foot around fast enough. No, no. <laughs> so I am. So I basically just tuck my tuck my tuck my shoulder, and I'm just I'm going in. <laughs> and I 
and I swing. You have thrown yourself to the ground. Basically, I just kept rotating <laughs> and just went straight into the ground. And just <laughs> to to where everyone now at the at the ball field, and it's a pretty decent crowd because it's a community thing. Yeah, of course I'm a you know I'm a city council member. You know, yeah, these things, but I am. I, and I and I hit the dirt, roll around a little bit, and you could just hear the whole crowd go, "Oh, oh no, he's dead!" Like he's uh, and I'd like to. It was not graceful at all. It was mm-hmm. it was just it was horrible. It's horrifying as <laughs> as someone who you know prided themselves as being a half decent athlete. It was very humbling. So I hit the dirt mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. I get up. And you know, I pop up fairly, fairly quickly. I mean, I don't. It's not like I'm laying there, like, but but I I see like some people like rushing to my aid. I'm like, you know, no, no, it's okay. I just I'm just dirty. I'm just also just... live baseball. What's like that? live ball? Like the ball is fair? No, no. I hit oh, it. Oh, I hit okay. the I hit the ball foul. Way I was way ahead of it. So I right, right. I, I just, just but when you said you crushed it to left, I thought maybe it was like staying inside the line. There. No, no. I, I crushed it to right field. Right, I know. I just yeah. and it, it no, it was foul way, ball, foul it was okay. it was way foul. It was yeah, like because I was way ahead of it. Okay, because I got I was excited because yeah, it yeah. was the pitch you want. Yeah, and so people are like rushing to my aid. <laughs> like, oh my god, are you okay? Like, yes, I'm fine. I'm just embarrassed. Yeah. So you dust yourself off. You know, couple of practice swings. Then I get another. Uh, I take a pitch. <laughs> okay, so I thought you were going to be hurt. So already, this no. is better than I expected. This right, here. right. So it's it's not a bad deal. So it's uh, so I, the only thing hurt is my pride at this point. I'm just, of course, you know, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I take a pitch to gather myself. I'm like, I just can't. And then I get another decent pitch, which I then absolutely crush into you know right center. And 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 if I could run, it'd have been a home run. But it was just an easy breezy triple, and um. And that was it. That was, but that that moment of like, <laughs> moment of just old man embarrassment mm-hmm. is is just was so it was it was very humbling. I I I can absolutely feel you on this. Like I can't remember the last time I did something exactly like this, um, but I I can I, I live in fear of it because I am also someone who used to have some pride in my athletic ability. <laughs> And I still do to the things that I, I focus on. Like, I still hit the ball pretty far when we play golf. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a pretty pretty solid player. Mm-hmm. So the, the endeavors that I, I try to be good at, I continue to succeed at. But I also know that I'm not nearly as nimble or agile as I once was. And will sometimes not get hurt, but like any sort of situation where I have to kind of catch myself is a dicey proposition, right? Like if I have to take a weird step and, or I, I, I maybe jump, hop off of something that's a little bit high, that didn't, that'd be the kind of thing that I could do without hesitation in the past. Now I'm like, hmm, exactly how high is this? Do I jump down or do I need to put my hand down? Hopping, hopping off stuff gets, it, it gets extremely sketchy as, <laughs> as, as, as the years wear on. Now I'm, I'm nearly 10 years ahead of you. So, yeah. but yeah, these are the kind of things that, you know, I'm trying to, you know, with with whatever working out that I'm doing, these are the kind of things you're trying to like slow down. Like I just right. want to. I'm trying to be slightly lighter on my feet. I know sure. I'm never going to be. You're never going to be the same as you are when you were a kid. It's just not not, it's just not right. It's just not possible. But but you know, sort of, you know, 
like a light jog or a, or <laughs> or jumping over like how yeah exactly could i hop over something like what what how high could i hop over <laughs> so, how fast is it moving like yeah <laughs> i'm not so unagile that i like i think i still surprise my family from time to time they forget because mm. i don't you know i don't move around quickly anymore but they right. forget that i still can yeah just not for very long <laughs> yeah and my cousin reached out actually toward the end of the summer. I was like, "Hey, I really need players. Do you think you could come out and play softball on this team?" I'm like, "100% no." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm re- thankfully my daughter had soccer that day. I was like, "I was, no. I, I can't, I, I can't anyway." But he was like, "Oh yeah, he was, I was rusty too, you know, three years off." But he's probably five years, five years, four years younger than me. Okay, so he's um, in his, so he's like still in his thirties. Yeah, he's still probably in his late thirties. Yeah, he's he's got to be put close to forty, but. Um, he said it had been a couple of years for him, and he said, yeah, you know, uh, the defense came right back, but uh, the hitting was a little weird. And I was like, man, I would have come out and embarrassed myself because I, I think I've told you this before. The reason I stopped playing, I mean, I don't want to indict any listeners of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Two reasons I stopped playing. One, we were defending our title, and we were getting our asses kicked in the final, and people were lethargic and shitty, and I tried to fire people up, and they gave me, like, crap for it. And I was like, mm. all right, well, if you're going to be, like, shitty – that I'm trying to get you excited to try to not get rolled over in this title game where yeah. we won this we won this league last year, then then I'm you know I've lost the clubhouse. <laughs> and secondly, because in one of my very last games, I dove and made a catch in the outfield, and just the amount of pain that I was in from that, I was like, okay, if I can't lay out and make a like a if I have to take balls on the hop that I could otherwise catch, but I don't want to because it hurts, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And community softball is about the right is about the right is about the right speed yeah, for me. Nobody's diving. Nobody's diving, <laughs> uh, and and it's and I get a chance to swing the bat a little bit, which was actually kind of fun. And and uh, it's a good event. And uh, and next year I'll hopefully I'll be able to go to the. Practices. Did you go to the cage beforehand? No, I mean not I at all. Literally, I literally have not swung a bat since the last community softball game. Like, oh, well, that seems safe for your body. I thought for sure you were going to tell no, me. No, I mean, sort of I just had no. I just had. I did take practice swings and I did loosen up. I did take some time loosening up. I felt really good. Like I said, if I think if, I mean, I would have been a. I still was one of the better community softball players, but the uh, <laughs> which doesn't speak to the the talent of most everybody else, but the. Um, but it was fun, and you know, I'll try to, I'll try to, you know, stay decent enough shape to try to do it again next year. Maybe we can do a live event from your community softball game next year. <laughs> you want to come play? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, God, no. All right, what's next? I don't think that works. <laughs> it's a long tail on that. There's a long tail on. We the, can start uh, talking. I yeah, know. yeah. There you go. All right, so I've already shared the Moron Chronicle of uh, my my workplace and the, the, the apostrophe plurals. <laughs> um, but I wanted to bring back the Moron Chronicles because it inspired me to to reopen this document because I still have a ton of stories in here. And you know, I don't know if it's really the Moron Chronicles. The more I read these, it's like it's almost like how did we get here? That's really what we're doing in the segment. Like, who are these people, right? All right. So this one is called Substitute Ingredient. So my ex and I were cooking together. One of the pans got too hot. And we had a minor grease fire. She grabbed a bag of flour. As tempted as I was to slap it out of her hands, I didn't want to aerate a bunch of flour next to a grease fire. So I grabbed it with both hands and forced it over to the countertop and then dropped the lid on the pan. I asked her what her logic was. And she said, well, you're supposed to put baking soda on a grease fire and not water, right? 
sorry, not water, right? Yes, why did you try to use flour? What's the difference? They're both white powder. <laughs> Do you want to share, Chris, why we shouldn't put flour on the grease fire? <laughs> yes. Well, if a, a cloud of a cloud of flour will burst into a big giant fireball <laughs> around an open flame. Yes. They have they these are co- like dust fire, like mm-hmm. corn silos and wheat silos like explode because of because of these kinds of things where they are, where you're where they're filling giant containers full of flammable basically flammable vegetable material yeah a dust and you know, one spark man they they those things explode <laughs> that, this is a so there is you do see people like doing this though i right? think they think it's like dirt cuz you could throw dirt on a fire yeah cuz it's not flammable <laughs> Do they do they teach me this for some odd reason this rings slightly familiar that that they tell you to pour flour on a on a on a grease fire? Is this not? I don't, a, I don't think that's correct. I no, would. I mean, soda. everyone just everyone should just go for the lid. The lid is the yes. the lid is the the, the way to do it. Choke it out always. The water is always terrible. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the story that ends you up on the news. Yeah. Right. That you spray yeah. it all over your house. You're, you just, yeah, you basically, you're like, I got a grease fire. You throw a big glass of water on it. <laughs> Next thing you know, the fire department has to come to your home. There was a viral video recently of a guy lighting a cigarette at the gas station, and he lit the gas vapor, and it it lit the nozzle of the gas, and so the gas was <laughs> shooting fire, and then his car, his gas tank was on fire, too. And his, yeah. And then he what? tried to drive the car away <laughs> while the gas tank was on fire. <laughs> Smoking at the... So... I had a friend who would never turn off his car at the gas station. Okay. He would just leave it running. Great. While they filled it. That's and, great. And <laughs> he's never blown himself up. But, you know, that's a sealed thing. I mean, you know, your engine, while internally combusting gasoline, isn't really connected to your gas tank in any meaningful way that would Not cause now. your car to explode. No, yes. No, I mean, 40 years ago. Maybe. Maybe. Before, prior to fuel injection, maybe. Right, yeah. Perhaps. But it used to just freak people out. And it freaked me out for a little while, too. I was like, can't you just turn your car off? What is this, like the Indy 500? What are we trying to... Is this I NASCAR? Swear, yeah, well, they don't, yeah they, don't, they, don't, they don't turn the race car off when they refuel it. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a wild... Uh, smoking at the gas station is a little bit of wild behavior. Pretty crazy. All right. The next one's called Lather, Don't Rinse, Repeat. I, I once had my ex's parents coming over and needed some help cleaning the house up to get ready for their arrival. I asked my ex to clean the bathroom for me while I cleaned the kitchen and left him to it. I went in about a half hour later and the bathroom was somehow dirtier, but my ex was sitting on the couch chilling. When I asked him why he hadn't cleaned the bathroom, he looked at me confused and said he had. I asked him to come in and pointed out how the soap scum was everywhere and how it was clearly not clean. Not clean. He reiterated that he'd cleaned it. I asked him to show me how. He proceeded to pick up a bar of soap, lather up his hands real good, and just rub everything. <laughs> he didn't even rinse it after. He just rubbed everything with soapy hands. <laughs> what? How? <laughs> I, so some of this stuff, it's got to be apocryphal, right? There's no way that some fool took a bar of Dove and just smeared it all over everything in the bathroom, right? No. no. What? <laughs> that, that can't be right. The... 
<laughs> You're like, I can't even comment on it. It's so absurd. I don't. I, I understand where dudes don't clean because I was kind of one of those dudes. I mean, I didn't keep a very clean apartment when I was younger and single. I just didn't care. I didn't really have a lot of <laughs> reason to. But you know, even though I knew that if I had to clean. And in occasions where I did have to clean, I know better than what <laughs> lathering up my hands and wiping them all over the toilet. What? It, that can't be real. This is what I feel like I'm dealing with with a 10 year old. She wants to be like treated with like an independent individual. Sure. But like can't solve the, like the slightest problem when things go even this, this little bit awry. They can't, I don't know how many it. times I've said when you're emptying the dishwasher, if you don't know where something goes, set it on the drying mat and just leave it there. Don't ask me any questions. I'll just clean. <laughs> I will deal with what you can't figure out when I come back in the room. Right. And this last time she's doing it. And I hear her from the other room because I didn't ask her to do it this last time. And I hear her. Mom, I need help. I'm like, I'm, and I'm, I don't think she realized it was in the other room. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like emptying the dishwasher. I'm like, you don't need any help. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, there are already things on the drying mat. I'm like, well, are those things dry? Can you put those away? Yeah, this is where I like. This is where I'm at. Right? I'm like, wh- what's going on with the logic train, and why can't it get to the next station? Because <laughs> because she's trying, she's playing the kid card where she could try to trick her parents into helping right. her do the thing that she's supposed to be doing. Right. I don't. She's like smart. It. She's devious. All right. The next one's called "If the Shirt Fits." We were still in high school, but we were 18. My buddy, it says Ferris, it's obviously a fake name. My buddy Ferris and I were just going into the gym. We were with Ferris's friend, Tom. After working out in the changing room during some small talk, I saw Tom putting on his shirt. Tom put the shirt over his head, but didn't pull his arms through the sleeves. He managed to pull the shirt over his torso so that it was adequately on before wiggling all about bending his arms in odd ways to get them into the sleeves. I didn't take much notice of it the first few times, but after a few months, it was apparent he did this every single time. Tom literally didn't know how to put on a shirt. Eventually, we asked Tom why he put a shirt on like that, and he said something along the lines of, wait, I don't do it the same way that you guys do? He had never thought about it before that, and just that's how he learned to put on a shirt. <laughs> he, he pulled it all the way down over his torso, and then wormed his arms up inside of it to get to the sleeves. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, I, th- yeah, wouldn't you, I, that feels difficult to do. First of all, you're stretching the hell out of your shirt, too. Yeah, yeah. Which is no, but I say so. So, how do you put on your shirt? Do you do you do you give yourself like the horse collar? Like, do you just give yourself the? Do you put it over your head first? Yes, yes. And then you stick your arms through it. Then you one then at a time. You, then you. So I know there's some people out there who are the arms first people. I don't understand that because <laughs> they do. The I mean, arms I guess first, they pull it over. Yeah, their I head. can't. Yeah, so my my my. Hair situation prevents me from being so cavalier. Right. Like, I can't... My hair is such so difficult that if I were to stick my arm in and then pull the shirt over my head, huh. my hair is going to require a lot of attention. So part of my motivation is to just... Even if my hair is messy already, I mean, this mm-hmm. is how, like, sort of coarse and, and crazy it is from a texture perspective. I, I have to get it on first or, or I've got to spend more time on my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's already like bedhead, like it, it's, it makes it worse. Yeah, it's no, that's a, pushing yeah. my hair the wrong way. Yeah, you know, these are these are kind of things that you like things in your life that you don't um, particularly pay attention to. You just do them, right? Right. This is like the. What do you mean you don't stand up when you wipe to your butt? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? 
yeah, no. I can't even do that. I don't even know how that even works. The uh, yeah, you know, left foot like you put your do you put your left foot through your pants first or you know these are kind of, you know these are the yeah. the kinds of things we always that we never think about. But apparently, this kid's just putting on his shirt weird all the time. Like, it, it you know when you go swimming and you're like mildly damp and you're trying to put your shirt. If you tried to put on your shirt like that, you'd never get it on. Yeah. No, that's you, the worst. Yeah, you'd have to pulling a dry shirt on your wet body. Yeah, if you suffering. tried to do it like the way that guy's doing it, you'd never get that shirt on. That shirt would never, that would never work out. No. You got another one for us? I do. Before we hop on. All right, this last one's called "Take Her to the Cleaners." My ex best friend told me she needed to buy another new vacuum cleaner. <laughs> ex best friend. <laughs> it was her third one that year. I asked her what was wrong with it, and she said it's not picking things up anymore. So I asked her if she dumped out and cleaned the bag. She responded that she did not know that was a thing. She thought the vacuum just you just used it, you used it up, and that was it. It's disposable. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, maybe I don't know. This it's- reminds me of the Trump thing where he thinks that exercise you have like a finite amount of energy in your body, and then exercise uses it up. <laughs> That might be true, actually. <laughs> People who nap live longer. That's an actual truth. That's oh, that's different true. than what we're talking about. Saving your energy. You're saving your energy. Yeah. The, How about the, if you the, nap and exercise? The, the mammalian heart has something like two billion beats in it. That's about. That's that's essentially the once you're once you go past two billion beats in your heart, you're you're on borrowed time. All right. That's, that's the well, true thing. Anyway. Why don't you DM Kyrie? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that he posted that Alex Jones video today? Oh, no. Like from no, 2002, I, talking no, about the I, New World Order releasing I, viruses into the... I I avoid Kyrie Irving. No, I do too, but like, other people talk about him. I tend to... I, okay, so I tend to be a little bit light-handed with people like this woman with the vacuum cleaner because mm-hmm. I grew up in a in a, in a household where... Things just sort of happened, right? So I didn't. I never did. I never did a load of laundry myself until I went to college. I think I've said that on the show before. But yeah. So, but I did. I did know to empty the vacuum bag. <laughs> so, I mean, there's pluses and minuses to everything, I guess. All right, I know we're going to move on, but this I forgot I wanted to end on this one. That was with the pause last time because I couldn't okay. find it. Right, okay. this it's sheet smarts. Mm. Three months into our freshman year of college, a friend of mine developed a rash. I suggested he look into hypoallergenic sheets and swap out his others. His response made everything terrifyingly clear. I've used the same sheets since we moved in. It's not the sheets. As in, he had not changed his bed the entire time they had been at school. Like years? <laughs> Months. <laughs> Months. Months. Yeah, you got you to gotta wash the sheets every so yeah. often. <laughs> once a week. Once a week. In college, you wash your sheets once a week? At least twice a month. Twice a month is a little, yeah. seems a little more collegiate. It depended on my social <laughs> calendar. <laughs> I, I I hear what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Next. Let's- All right. This will be a quick one because I'm currently prepping for a diagnostic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you? Yes. The butt hubble. I'm getting that tomorrow. <laughs> You're going in for the medical, are you? Yes, I'm going in for the. I'm going in for the, the, uh, the, the, the space telescope in my in Uranus. So are you in the middle of drinking like a giant jug of that P 
Pedialyte? So, yeah. So, so anyway, I've been told nothing but horror stories about this thing. Like, <laughs> everybody in my, you know, my wife has gone through this a couple times, and she, she always has a terrible time with it, and all these other things. And I'm, so, and then the guy at work, I told him I had to go through this. He's like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's terrible, blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know. I don't know really what the big deal is. I guess maybe a lot of people have trouble like putting down the liquid because hmm. it's basically 32 ounces of liquid twice, which doesn't seem like a big deal. It's not no. really, for some odd reason, I'm not having a problem drinking the stuff. It, it, you mix it with Gatorade uh-huh. and it's 32 ounces and they say you have to drink it in an hour. I'm, <laughs> I was watching TV <laughs> And I drank it in like fifteen minutes. Like, just well, you get a straw. Think, like, what is the big deal? And of course, it makes you do your body do terrible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's forcing a bunch of stuff out. Right. Yeah. Right. We're cleaning. We're doing the. We're to cleanse. I'll show you how to cleanse a colon. Anyway, the, the the but for everyone out there who's been told this horror story, if you don't have a problem drinking the liquid, like if you can put down, if you drink a lot of and during the day anyway because i'm always drinking water it's, it's not a big deal i don't know okay. i do have to get up at three o'clock in the morning though to drink the next 32 ounces of this stuff between three and four a.m yes because just the way my appointment fell like mm-hmm. my appointments and I, I thought to myself okay uh if you're going to schedule this appointment do you want to do it early as you can or late as you can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought early as you can, but that makes me that I have to get up at three in the morning to drink some more of this stuff. And I play fantasy football with somebody who had to draft their team after coming home from there. <laughs> it's like, oh well, I feel a little weird, but I guess it'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, wait, what? I'm just looking forward to eating. That's the hardest part. I mean, I haven't mm. eaten since last night, mm-hmm. so it's really wanting terrible. to eat is the is the thing I want to do more than anything. This. I think it's overblown. So if you've ever gone through this thing and you're complaining about it, I've got no respect for you. I this feels like wuss. famous last words. <laughs> you know, I'll probably die from the from the general anesthesia tomorrow or something stupid. <laughs> and then this will be like my final words. People will be like, oh, yeah, Chris was talking about a He was talking a bunch of tough stuff. It was no big deal. <laughs> or whatever. Who knows? Who knows what they're <laughs> going to find up there? Good Lord. <laughs> oh. Great. I'll, I'll make sure to let you know next next time we have Why Well, we're all looking forward with bated <laughs> breath to the update. This is just part of the old guy playbook. And you're going to get there. You're going to you're gonna have to do it. You're going to turn 50 years old. You're going to have to get a shingle shot. And you're still doing this. You're going to have to get a colonoscopy. This. I don't think we're still going to be doing this. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Believe me. You're going to... You're still going to be doing this podcast in 10 years because I'm going to make sure because I want to hear you go through this. Okay, great. That's it. That's the whole, that's my whole segment, man. <laughs> All right. This next one we titled, Why is Nothing Interesting? Because as we talked about, I was struggling with topics this week, even though it's been two weeks since, you know, we, we, we did our last show and usually lots of, or at least enough things happen that I feel like I want to, you know, unburden myself on but i just didn't i I don't i didn't have anything and and i i sometimes feel like i've become not jaded but too calm (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying that you're you're moving to this level, a, a weird level of acceptance for the world's craziness. Yeah, yeah like of course that thing sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're the boiled frog at this point. Like the like the the temperatures, the 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 water's starting to bubble a little bit, and you're just like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, like I especially when it comes to like I have zero patience for like media criticism now. It's like if you don't like it, just shut up. Like, like you can I mean what also I mean you could post whatever you want to post, but like if you're getting mad about like comic book shows, I think you just need to calm down. Black Black Mermaids this week. Black Mermaids is all the is all the rage. <laughs> <laughs> who has time <laughs> right right all these work from all these lazy work from home people <laughs> all you lay about work at home people like you see that try. i don't like that either though because like now you got this like uh millennials want to have a soft life they don't want to bust their ass like 50 hours a week like we did it's like wait a minute you want us to feel guilty and i'm not a millennial no. for the record but do you want us to feel guilty for not busting my ass to make somebody else rich no, but the layabout, the layabout work from home people who are posting these takes on Twitter, <laughs> those are the people who need to like button it up a little bit. You think the layabout work from home people are mad about the Little Mermaid? I feel uh, like it's for the people 100%. firing off tweets from their phone <laughs> on the job. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're working from home, and they're they're all bent out of shape about you know black black Ariel. The guy. Uh, <laughs> Whatever the white supremacist guy that the people were pushing that video around, he's talking about how it wasn't scientifically accurate. Oh, science! Because black cause aerial? A, no, cause, yeah, because a deep sea fish would not have dark skin. <laughs> this is logic. It's like you realize mermaids don't have fucking gills either, right? She, like she, you're not. But she would have red hair. About? She would have red hair and blue eyes, and she would be very white. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. No, if anything, she'd look like the freaking fisherman. Whatever that fish is called with the dangly thing and the sharp teeth. Like, if mermaids <laughs> exist, they're terrifying. They don't look like people. Right, right. This is why Momo was the better Aquaman. Because Aquaman wouldn't have been white with blonde hair. He'd be a, he'd be a South, he'd be a Pacific Islander looking. Isn't, uh, but isn't the Aquaman origin story that he was born to a human mother? Yeah. No, like, a human father. Human father. Okay. His, his mom is the. Right. On Earth, though. Like, right. It wasn't, he wasn't yeah, born no, on dry on land. Earth. Yeah, yeah. He's right. born on Earth. Whatever. All right. Whatever it's like that. <laughs> so you're saying media, media? You're done with all the media critics on. It's, it's. I just don't. I don't. I mean, things are just. They're just not very good. Like we're just in this world where everything is made to maximize profit, and that makes everything sort of sucky all at the same in the exact same mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. And so yeah. it's when something artistic breaks through, it catches on. It it really feels like a special event. But then there's that immediate rush to monetize it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you can't you can't do something you can't do something you know new and interesting without people saying or to even if you're the artist right people are saying well how are you going to make money off this now so you know even as the artist you're probably like oh I don't know I should do something i guess right so i recently rewatched that thing you do for some reason because i was tired of looking around it was just on the front page i like that i like that movie the funny thing about it is, is like there's it hits certain beats where it reminds me of like the 90s where all movies were like that like the, there's certain structure and certain certain emotional beats that the movie hits mm-hmm. and it's funny because like jimmy the jonathan shit sh- <laughs> the jonathan shake character he is like portrayed as 
like like yeah not aloof is not the right word but somewhat arrogant right like he right. you know I mean, he wants to play like love songs and they're just kind of making fun of him for it the whole time uh-huh. and and the Throughout the whole movie, Tom Hanks is trying to get him to like, you know, hey, okay, we're going on tour and you're going to make money off this record and we're going to touring as a priority and this and that. And Jimmy keeps asking like, when are we going to get in the studio? Mm-hmm. And that's portrayed as like him being a piece of shit, which really it just means he has some level of artistic integrity because he wants to play music. It turns out. It turns the other out guys the are like, oh, this is just a fun ride. What, what, shut up, Jim. We're just having a good time. Right. And it's just, it, it, it hits you differently. You watch these movies at different ages. There's a there's a whole segment we should do on this at some point down the road. But my hot take on that thing you do is the song over the end credits is actually better than the the that thing you the that the the main song. Oh, the other one they play during the TV montage too. Yeah, they play it. They, I know what you're talking. No, about. it's at the end of the movie. It's over the end credits. It's called. I, that it may thing be the same. Oh, oh, gosh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. The so Tom Hanks had gotten a bunch of people to write that that thing you do for him sure. like and so he picked that one as the the move as the one that the band's and then there's then he then he runs one over the end credits and the one that runs over the end credits i like better than the than the main song gotcha gotcha anyway opinion. i just i do think there is something to be said for you know another segment that i would like to do and it just requires more time and, and resources and research than i want is the changes of radio censorship on hip hop over the years as station managers or whoever's responsible for making those edits understood the context that they didn't understand at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll hear a rap song from like 2001 on like that Seattle throwback station. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, it's edited differently now because than it was like 20 years ago, because now the adults in charge understand the references, like the, the illusions and will edit it differently. Like, um, there was a T-Pain song and I can't remember exactly which one, but he says, uh, trying to get to you and that booty, right? Trying to get to you and that monkey. And they edit out monkey. And I'm like, that's neither a swear nor a direct reference to private parts. You're just making an inference and then deciding that children can't hear trying to get to you and that monkey. <laughs> that definitely wasn't edited 20 years ago. Huh? I would like to do a whole compendium of this. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a staff, we'll get the staff to work on it. Right, right. This we'll is get our send, summer. We'll get sign our up for our intern. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get our summer intern next year to to, to work on this. <laughs> Donate your time. I don't actually want anybody's money. Just get me the yeah. find find the deal and pr- basically, you know, as we always say, come produce the show for free. Right. Any anytime, anytime <laughs> you want anytime to. Anytime you want. Pull something together. You don't want to talk about it. You want us to do it. You could even be on the show. We'll let you yeah. even bring it up. Jump in. We're ready to make this happen. All right. What else? So I got to go to the rock show again this week. Again? Nice. Yes. This is the best part about having kids who are older. Because the um, I saw a few weeks back that the drummer for the police, Stuart Copeland, was coming around uh, and playing with the Seattle Symphony Orchestra. They're playing a bunch of um, arranged orchestral orchestral arrangements of police songs. Okay, but he basically has a trio of musicians, like he and a bass player and a guitar player, and then these three just amazing singers. And he's got all these um, 
and he's just done arrangements. And he he had, he had mentioned that he'd been doing film scores for for twenty years, and and he sort of understood the orchestral aspects of it. So he thought it'd be fun to just again make money by touring and playing the police hits uh, under the they, they called it deranged for the orchestra. So he's like he called it and. And what I thought as I was watching him, and it was a great show. I really enjoyed it a lot. Sounds like that, Yeah, that, that there's a lot of, I think, like uh, material to mine here for other, for other artists, right? Because no, one wants, no one's going to go to, I don't think, the Neptune or some other like, theater to go see Stuart Copeland, Right. right. If he if he's touring with, hey, it's Stuart Copeland and two other guys, you know, and we're gonna play the police. We're gonna play police songs. No one's gonna go to that. Like I wouldn't go to that. But for some odd reason, the this whole this whole thought of him playing police songs with the symphony orchestra was immediately appealing to me. So, um, I was trying to think of other bands that you know could you know if you're. The sweet spot is if you are maybe the last of your band, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like okay. maybe the rest of your band has died, or you know, or you know, um, not that. Well, I think Ringo Starr and his his band is, is coming to play at the Symphony later on this year as well. But that's the kind of thing that again I think works, and I'm and I'm, and I hope a lot more artists sort of take advantage of this. I don't know about. Our lifetime of artists, I think this is, might be a slightly. I mean, I can't imagine like Green Day <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever, ever being able to take advantage of this kind of a this kind of a format. But you never know, right? Maybe there are a number of songs in the catalog, and after after Billy Joe decides he wants to like you know do something a little different, he would go out and just sing songs in front of a in front of the an or, Green Day songs in front of an orchestra arrangement. I don't know. I mean, I'd go to like the the Bush Symphony show. <laughs> Maybe, right? Maybe. The uh, you know Metallica did it some years ago, right? Uh, it's called um, Metallica S and M or something like that. I remember. They, yeah, and I thought that was pretty good. But this was, I think, this was. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Again, being a drummer is is always helpful to see somebody who's well, obviously one of the more influential pop drummers rock drummers in, in history loki i think that it is um everyone's favorite music uh is classical arrangements or band arrangements of songs they already know yeah like like that's the most exciting part of like the college band right it's like when the college band plays a song that you recognize yeah right that's exciting and i think that everyone enjoys that sort of oh i'm, I'm experiencing this song again for the first time kind of feeling Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. I, I, yeah, but I, I also agree with your take that I, I think it would be hard to apply to a number of bands that we... That it, you'd have to... It really just depends on the musicianship and the musicality, rather, I guess, of the, the, the band that we're talking about. Like, for instance, like Stone Temple Pilots, I could hear that, right? Like, yeah. I mean, obviously... So, yeah. You're not going to get... Well, we can't get... I was going to say then Soundgarden. I was like, well, you can't get either one of those guys to perform, right. so... But, but this is the thing, that this is how... The, the smart thing that Stuart Copeland did was he sort of turned it on its head, right? He, yeah. He turned it into a a review of... Right, and the orchestra's more the lead singer. Yes, and the, but the, and the singers who are singing the songs are were these three black women who were all just 
out out of control. Like they were just amazing singers. They, oh, they so there had, was actually vocals. Yeah, no, they sang okay. the songs. Okay. And um, and he was and he was very prominent in the you know they lit him and he was just off the stage and uh, off stage right and and it just it, it was a really fun show. But I was really thinking, I was hoping. I could think of other people who could cover out because I did. It's a pop show, and it made me sort of laugh because you have all these musicians in the symphony who are who've been working all their lives, right? They do all these, you know, they play the hardest music. You know, they're the they're the they're the they're the best cover bands in the world, right? Right, right. <laughs> they play the hardest shit, right? And they have to play, you know, sixty five of them have to play all in like perfect lockstep, and it's you know. And you know they're out there playing Roxanne, which is great, but it's certainly not difficult for them. No. My one criticism, and this is this is a Stuart Copeland thing, and Stuart Copeland rushes his fills. He rushes his drum fills, and he comes. And you're back, hating it. And he comes back in slightly early, and he and you know sometimes his tempo is a little shoddy. I'm just gonna. I mean, I've seen a lot of drummers play. He's great. He's there are times where he's just amazing, and then there's times where it's like, whoa, <laughs> that was that was a little bit of a rough cut there, mm. and and I get that, and I get that because you know it happens to me sometimes, especially when a really sort of complicated fill jumps into your head, you just want to jam it all in there, and mm-hmm. instead of using all four beats, you use like three and three quarters <laughs> of the beats that you have, and then that crash comes slightly early, right? You're like. Uh, oh yes. no! I, I I finished too soon once again. Right. I'm r- <laughs> <laughs> am I dragging or am I rushing? I'm right. generally rushing. Anyway, um, good show. Hopefully, uh, hopefully other people uh, jump onto this bandwagon because I uh, I like going. And plus, the seats are really comfy at hmm. Benaroya. Not like yes. hard like stadium seats. Like no, no, they're for old people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Moving on. All right, so I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we my family had recently gone to the Evergreen State Fair, which, by the way, is currently serving as a uh, refuge from uh, wildfires and a staging oh. area for rescue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those. the fairgrounds. Yeah. Yee. But, you know, we decided we want to take the kids to the fair. They'd, they'd wanted to go and, and uh, ride some rides and, you know, have some fair food and and it's been a while since i've been many many years i can't even i, I don't even think i've gone to the to any of the fairs since i was a single man like that's how long it's been i think it, i think we went to the Puyallup some years ago but yeah it's, I, I don't i can't remember the last time i went to the evergreen state fair well we, we, the kids only recently both became large enough to ride the majority of the rides right mm-hmm. that's that's part of the reason that we haven't gone and it's not like my vibe like i used to be something we would do but back this back you know in the analog world when you would do anything to entertain yourself <laughs> sure it's funny because my brain was immediately like, I was trying to get dressed and my wife, my, I was kind of having a hard time picking my outfit. And my wife's like, what is going on? Why are you having such a hard time getting dressed? I'm like, well, I don't know. And I realized in my brain that what I was doing was like trying to look cool because in my mind, the fair is a place to meet women. So <laughs> right. I need to go, I need to make sure that I'm like, she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, it was the thing we used to do is like, you know, in our early twenties and late teens, you'd go there, there's be packs of chicks roaming around and it's just kind of one of those things. She's right. like, yeah, but that's not what we're doing. I'm like, I know, but that's, apparently that's my brain's association with the fair. <laughs> anyway, I got past that very quickly. Um, and in fact, I, I probably overthought it. Like I was, I'd forgotten what the fairgrounds were like. I was a little hot. It got a little sunny. I was like, oh, 
this is not the right <laughs> outfit. But I didn't want to get like money and dirty. Anyway, nobody cares. You should just At, embrace your full dad mode. You should some like some New Balances and some cargo shorts, and you'd be ready to rock. <laughs> I, I don't own any cargo shorts, and I don't understand men that are still wearing them like their regular garments. Um, we went to a school thing recently too, and I was like, just, I couldn't help. All I was doing was watching the people. I was just looking at everybody. I was like, everyone's so weird. <laughs> Including myself, because obviously I'm being a weirdo. But at the fair, what I, mean, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. Um, and I don't mean to make this about politics, but the fair is a certain type of audience, and it's generally not. It's less it cosmopolitan, skews, it perhaps. Skews, it skews rural and conservative. The Evergreen yes. State Fair, yeah, for sure. I'm just shocked. At, I'm not around a lot of people. I used to be around a lot of sort of more conservative type people in my life, and I just I'm not anymore. Just and rednecks in general. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. a lot, a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like we lived in the sticks and various yeah. different types of sticks, and <laughs> and so I was very familiar with the type. But it, it has intensified, as we know, from a political mm. perspective. But I haven't really been exposed to it, right? And it was shocking to me how many men at the fair will like wear a shirt that essentially talks about how they would like to murder someone, <laughs> right? Like a well, lot well, of gun sh- gun shirts like just it's it's and this you know it's interesting because i have started to equate when i break down sort of the conservative movement that i can't identify with like the tribalism um the parts I, there's parts of it i understand there's parts of it that i think are i, I can't even comprehend can't begin to comprehend and uh, but i sort of started to divide it into okay is this person hateful or just on the team because some of the on the team people aren't like bad people they're just this is the team I've always been on, and I don't really think too hard about whether or not I what I'm saying or doing is actually harmful to others, and and I am on the team. And now I realize that the Seahawks being bad is that's a direct correlation to guys wearing gun shirts. Because <laughs> if the Seahawks were good, at least sixty or seventy percent of the gun shirt guys are wearing Seahawks stuff. So true, it's true, right? That's and true. I think that I I, I realized that maybe my my last exposure to it was more in a time where perhaps they had convinced themselves they weren't as alienated or, or, or they whatever. Would opt for, they would opt for 12s wear versus yes. versus Smith & Wesson t-shirt. Like, tell t- talk to Smith & Wesson about it. Kind of. I mean, the number of men I saw wearing a shirt that, that was just all about how much they either loved guns or wanted to shoot someone with a gun, <laughs> the percentage had to be at least 50%. <laughs> So many, so many gun t-shirts. I liked it. We should, next year we should do a, a poll. We should just walk around scientifically clicking them off at the Evergreen <laughs> State Fair. Click, just get a ratio. Click. Get a yeah. ratio. Yeah. yeah, because uh, yeah, I think that I think <laughs> I think uh, you mentioned it, and I and I and I think I do see those shirts around quite a bit, like the 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 very the 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 hardcore two A types. Yeah. Right. You and can, the hardcore two A types. Could, of the, you can have you can have this gun when you pry it from my cold dead hand kind of uh, t shirts. Oh, yeah. Right. Thin blue line t shirts and shit. Yeah, yeah. I got called from the, the cops called today to raise money. Oh no. <laughs> it's not the police. It's the it's that I've gotten that call too. It's not the police themselves. It's some organization who raises money for the police. But the um, but I don't believe that enough of that money goes to like the people they're raising money for i have a i kind of have a basic distrust for a lot of a lot i need to know before i donate to your charity i need to know how much of that money goes to actually doing the thing you say you're doing because i think it's uh 
I think I didn't say I almost said it. I almost said it. I've seen the state and local budgets, my friend, and you guys are all set. <laughs> I didn't say it. I just yeah. said not in a position to not in a position not in a position to contribute. Thanks for the call. Yep. Have a good day. Yeah, that's a you know, and a, a sidebar on that is that you know we usually sit down and uh, at the beginning of the year and say, hey, who do we want to donate to this year? And we basically do that at the beginning of the year and then just donate that money and then you know throughout the year on a certain schedule and then it's like then we don't have to worry about it yeah it's like if you'd like to be considered for next year (laughs) yeah i mean right now i'm primarily giving to programs that um i'm engaged with like whether it's the the dance uh the you know washington dances dance Dance studio washington i can't remember what it's called there's a specific the washington school of dance where my Mm. my daughter that's a much larger organization so sure yeah, and that's basically all charitable. I don't even know that they're running for much of a profit at all. I don't think they're a nonprofit, but mm. I, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> I haven't seen the budgets, but I, I've seen the outputs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd like to contribute to your operation here. Somebody told me the other day that if that the cheerleaders and drill team members at the high school, the where my daughter goes, are on the hook for between two thousand and twenty five hundred dollars a year for that program i could see that like i guess camps and outfits and all these other I, things i'm like it's not really any different than participating in a club sport because well, I, mean, I don't think it's subsidized anymore if you go out well if you go out for football like you don't like i don't think the football players are paying three grand a year <laughs> to play football it's it's kind of weird i was no I was they're taken aback i was taken aback by it i was like wow like you really want your child to be a cheerleader, don't you? Because if you're gonna fork over twenty five hundred bucks for them to be a cheerleader for the year, that's a big that's a big deal. I imagine. Uh, I mean, it depends on what school you're talking about, right? Like how seriously this the, is a public. This is a you know this is public high school, but huh. I don't know. I, they must be serious about it. I mean, they've got a big squad. <laughs> I don't know. There's anyway. I remember like, hey, it's not like my our, our gear at high school football wasn't like nice. Yeah, right. And I so, guess we like, had. We had people raising money for us, right? Like, exactly. Was a booster, but mm-hmm. there's still boosters. There's still a booster club. It's just that it's just I don't know. It seems seems excessive, but you know, per year, like imagine spending twelve thousand dollars, you know, for your for your child to be in cheerleading for four years. It just blows me away. Twelve thousand. Oh, so three grand a year. I thought you said three grand a year. Like t- right. between two thousand. Well. Somewhere like maybe we'll just round it to twenty five hundred. But let me not tell you what I've spent on club soccer. Please, <laughs> well, that's different. That's different. Is it You're, though? Is it? Yeah, because because these these kids are going to public high school. I guess it's a club, but I don't know. Like I said, I, I was just taken aback. I was not. I was not. I was. I was. I was caught by surprise on that number. Do you want the tax budget, tax dollars to fund the cheerleaders? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I mean, I agree. So I'm just curious. What you're <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every every you know, they're student they're student athletes as much as anybody is. I mean, they yeah. should be. They should get the same support. That's the way that I. That's just how I do my. That's how I work around the the tax the taxes. It's like I like I think I've said this on the show before. Like we go to the teacher at the fall, and I'm like, hey, don't ever buy anything with your own money. If you yeah. need something, please just let us know. Yeah. And if it's more than we can contribute, then we'll we'll get some other people together and make it happen for you. Don't be the teacher that's spending your own money. I want you to take home your money. Yeah. Because I would gladly pay more taxes from if they were routed to education. Yeah. And this is my way to do that. Yeah, that lottery money ain't going there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're down we're down a rat hole. Let's get on to everyone's favorite part of the show. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. 
Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! Um, I have four clean ones and three really dirty ones. Ooh, good. I like the dirty ones. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh-huh. I have a Polish friend who's a sound technician. Who's <laughs> a Polish friend? <laughs> <laughs> and a Czech one, too. And a Czech one, too. Yeah. I taught my kids about democracy tonight by having them vote on which movie to watch and which pizza to order. Then I pick the movie and the pizza because I'm the one with the money. <laughs> Actually, I like that one. That's funny. <laughs> Look, I'm all for coloring books. But connect the dots, that's where I draw the line. As an immigration officer, I may not always agree with you, but I know where you're coming from. <laughs> that's good. Now we take a hard turn <laughs> into, not, into not safe for work. Right. What's the difference between a joke and three dicks? <laughs> Your mom can't take a joke. <laughs> That's a good one. What, what kind of monkey only stands seven inches tall? Macaque. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, fi- <laughs> and finally, two tampons pass each other in the street. They don't say hello to each other because they're both stuck up cunts. <laughs> I hope you shielded your children's ears from that no. segment. I'm yes. I'm the studio is very isolated. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Do you have mine, a joke for us? No, okay. no. My joke seems very seems very pedestrian. Well, I'm sorry. I came across some a, a different uh, <laughs> a different treasure trove this week. When I was a kid, when I was like in middle school, junior high, I could tell like dirty jokes for an hour and never tell you the same one. <laughs> just the just the kind of jokes that just kill in junior high. <laughs> they're I probably can remember a dozen of them now, and they're all just hate. They're all hideous. Anyway, lots of farmer's daughter jokes. You get a lot of that. Yeah, lot of, guy yeah, was crashed his car, and right? <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of that going on. All right. Anyway, genital uh, manipulation, <laughs> mutilation, things like that. Sure, exactly. Bad things happen to you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Those are the jokes that we told told when we were in seventh grade. Tough stuff. Anyway. All right. I wanted to be a monk, but I never got the chance. <laughs> what? I wanted to be a monk, but I never got the chance. Chance. C H A. Oh fuck. See. There you have it. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty. It made me laugh when I. I love that I didn't get it. That made me stupid. Yeah, it was good that 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 uh, threw the uh, threw the fastball by you there. All right, all right. Let's go to the overtime. In the overtime today, uh, I found a golf item that someone brought up from the PJ Superstore. Actually, oh, okay, on their Twitter feed. If you're following PJ Superstore for good deals on ugly clothes, give me the codes. <laughs> just just give me the goddamn sale code, and I'll I'll get out of your way. But all their clothing there is ugly, and you don't want it anyway. So there's some gems. You got to dig pretty hard. Yes, I agree. All right. Here's the deal. They say, what if we gave you 24 hours 
plus unlimited swings to make a hole-in-one on a 175-yard par-3. If you don't make one, we keep all your clubs and you can't buy golf equipment for a year. If you make it, new set of clubs and golf balls for a year. No way. (laughs) Are you doing this? Are you giving this? Me? Yes. Are you giving this a go? 24 hours. No. (laughs) I'm swinging. No. So... No. First of all, 175 yards, that's a real golf shot. That's a long... It's not like, we were talking about 150, 130, 140, something like that, then maybe. Yeah, 175. 110. I'm going to give you 110. That is about as far... because Or maybe 120 on the outside. Anything less than 150, I'll consider it. But the reality is, and it's very specific to me, though... Half my bag is new this season, so there's no way I'm giving you my clubs. Like, <laughs> zero chance. Yeah. All of my woods, outside of one, have been bought in this calendar year. So right. there's no way. Like, that's that's worth more than whatever you're offering. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. If I had old shitty clubs, maybe you'd take it, and, you know, whatever. Correct. But, but 175 is, for those people out there who don't play golf, is a fucking wallop. Like, you, like, there's, a, there's a par three at... The course that I play, that's about 170. That's a little more than 175 yards. Some days it's 205. <laughs> some days it's ridiculous, but I, you're not even sniffing it. And you could give unlimited swings in 24 hours. Like, how long could you swing a golf club anyway? If you don't hit this, if you don't make a hole in one in the first, I don't know, hour, you're pretty much toast anyway. You, maybe you go home and take a nap, and then like come back in the evening and give it another try i think what you could do is realistically you could you could do it for eight hours if you took three minutes between each shot because i'm thinking like okay and i play 36 holes yes i can mm. right without stopping sure. but that assumes that it's about what two minutes between shots yeah but maybe you're gonna you're gonna make what you're gonna make a hundred i'm only taking two a- full two full two max three full swings per hole right right so yeah, you're that's- you're talking about 150 swings yeah like I got club fitted and I made 150 swings and by the yeah time in like 90 was, minutes yeah but still <laughs> I was well toast by the by yeah. by you know by by that right yeah you know, I mean but, half of you're playing golf half the shots are putting or chipping yeah right yeah. aren't full aren't full cuts no, this I'm is a, this is a, this is this is officially a sucker's bet and of course you know people on the people you know all the 350 yard driver swings on Twitter are like, yeah, totally. I totally could make it. If you gave me unlimited swings for, for a day, I totally would make a hole in one. It's like, dude, you probably ain't made a hole in one yet. And you're, you know, you've been playing I, golf for 25 years. I have, I do not have one as we have discussed I many not, times. Neither do I. Um, I came very close once again, actually twice in the last month. Very close. I've missed a hole in one in every possible way. You can miss a hole in one. Yeah. Yeah. Every single way. Yep, I've hit it in front of the hole and had it roll right by. I've caught piece. I've caught a part of the hole. Yes, I've had to hit the pin and not go in. Yes, yes. I've hit the into the the slope and have it roll right by the the wrong side. I've come from behind. Come had it come down from behind and uh, yeah, and every come to rest within like three inches, like two every, more turns and we're in. <laughs> every yeah. single way you can miss it. Although yeah. I've missed it. Yeah. My first one almost came recently on a 214-yard par 3, which would have been we'll an awesome one to make my first ever hole-in-one. I'd never have to worry about it ever again. Right. If the first one I ever made was on a 200-yard par 3, <laughs> I, you, first of all, you'd never, I would never stop talking about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and secondly, I would write, I would tweet, fuck you, PGA Superstore. <laughs> but here's the reality. I 
probably have taken more 175 yard shots at a green with a cup in it than you could do in your 24 hours over the course of my golfing career. Oh, for sure. And I none of the balls have ever gone in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Our our research in the field would uh, would especially at whatever your skill level is. I mean, this is it's not like you're going to give peak tiger if i gave peak tiger woods this this thing i would be i would definitely be betting like he's gonna make a hole in one yeah like and this peak is like tiger. A, this is, but and this is for, for for a regular person like that's tiger's what hitting wedge nine iron <laughs> peak tiger probably hits was probably hitting like a nine iron into 175 yard holes like this is like a full seven iron for me. <laughs> it's a full it's like almost yeah it's like a yeah it's a it's a sucker's bet, but thanks to the PGA Superstore for dangling that out so that people could make total asses of themselves on Twitter by saying, "Oh, I can totally do it! I can totally make it!" There's nobody's better golfers on the internet than bad golfers, <laughs> right? They're the best two handicaps who think they can beat LPGA professionals, <laughs> like in a tournament. No, no, sorry. All right, that's our show. Thanks to all of you for listening to 2-on-3 Pod, where we appreciate you coming to join us whichever weeks we choose to show up. Subscribe, review, tell your friends and your enemies. Meet us here next time for more Delicious Dish. But until then, peace! Peace!